From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This is the broadcast for May 20th in the year of our Lord 2020. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed. We use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution of the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful, restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. We reject revolution, folks. That's an important thing to understand because we believe in America we have the seeds for solutions, if you will. A lot of countries on the Freedom Index can point to more freedoms than we have right now. We've lost a lot of liberties in America. There's no doubt about it. But ladies and gentlemen, in any of these other countries, they can literally stamp out freedom tomorrow. And there's no mechanism to resolve that except for revolution. In America, we have a restoration process that can take place if Americans absolutely take their republic seriously. The Founding Fathers said you have a republic if you can keep it. What they meant by that is if you're eternally vigilant, if you use the checks and balances properly, then you can absolutely bring back the sacred cause of liberty. And that's what we aim to do peacefully on this broadcast, if at all possible. But ladies and gentlemen, this country uh, was made for a religious and a moral people, and it's, it's purely inadequate for the governing, governance or governing of any other. We've got to understand that reality check and turn to God Almighty. God, family, and country, life, liberty, and property, that's what it's all about. Without further ado, a recap of yesterday's show starts now. We talked about this uh, incredible talk show host, Sebastian Gorka, I think is how you say his name. Uh, he used to be the assistant to President Trump. Deputy assistant, I should say. And uh, he does a radio program on the Salem Radio Network called America First. And uh, Sebastian Gorka Live, uh, he did a what they call Obamagate special report. Why Obama had to take out Flynn. He had uh, Lee Smith with him and Chris Farrell. And they all talked about this. Incredible detail about Obamagate. Uh, etc. And I'm just telling you, great, great work there. Interesting details uh, about the truth. Look, these people are criminals, folks. The Obama administration and company are criminals. But you know what? Mr. William Barr doesn't think he's going to do anything about it. Barr's Obamagate prediction, quote, Attorney General doesn't expect a criminal investigation of Obama or Biden. Are you surprised, folks? Speaking of surprises, there's another surprise. CNN did a poll about what news organizations you trust and like. Guess who did well? <laughs> yeah, CNN. Hour two of Liberty Roundtable Live. We talked about a California county now caves. Let's Tesla reopen after uh, Elon Musk threatens to leave the state for Texas. Tesla to employees. Hey, if you choose not to work. It may impact your unemployment benefits. I kind of had this headline wrong at first. I didn't understand what Tesla was saying. But he's merely saying there's so much regulation. If I call you back to work, employees, and you don't come, you could lose your unemployment, too. You better get back to work. You know what? I understand, and he has every right to do that as an employer. Government, stand down. 
Shoppers shift from, quote, stockpiling, they claim, to penny-pinching at grocery stores. You're going to see a lot more recessionary behavior. See, I don't believe that people are stockpiling and or penny-pinching. I believe people are just doing what makes sense in their own interest. You know what? When there feels to be a shortage or there is a literal shortage on something, of course people are going to scramble to get theirs. Is it their stockpiling? Or is it the shortage that's causing the panic and the problem? Same thing with the penny pinching. Is it really that people want to just run around and pinch their pennies and just, or is it that they don't have money and they're going, I got a preserver, you know, money's in short supply right now. I don't have a job. Okay. They make it sound like we, the people are driving this penny pinching stockpiling boom and bust scenario. That's a lie. It's government that caused the panic. It's government that caused the shortages. It's government that caused the stockpiling. It's government that's causing the penny pinching. Okay, it's not the coronavirus. It's not the enemy of the, the enemy, quote, people. It's government, folks. It has been and forever will be. Rand Paul, speaking out about Michael Flynn, says travesty of justice. I don't believe any of this would have happened or could have happened without President Obama. Amen to that reality check. That's why, again, this Gorka report was so vital we talked about yesterday. Blood shed in the streets. We pray not. Cop got suspended for defying, quote, lockdown orders, stopping people and asking for their papers. What the heck is this, 1930s Germany? Fair question by the, what, fired, suspended police officer. He's spot on. He's a former military vet as well. And we watched and played his video, watched it on uh, online and then played it on the air. Tremendous example. Donald Trump celebrates two great congressional wins in Wisconsin. And California, hopefully those guys can stand up and tell the tale of liberty by voting with the supreme law of our land, huh? I guess they call this guy center left, but I think he's flat out left as all get out, pretends he's from the center. But he actually does something right for a change. I guess House members who are trying to gain access to President Donald Trump's personal records and IRS tax returns and more. Well, it turns out that uh, the Supreme Court justice speaking out saying that's bogus. Uh, So that's good news for a change. College hosts bizarre masturbation. uh, What they call this. um, What is this thing? Manifestation event, I guess is what they call it. Anyway, they're hoping it'll bring a pile of cash. It's just absolutely perversion in your schools. Funded by your tax dollars. Shut them down today, folks. The sooner the better. By the way, the state agrees to keep yoga out of government school classes after 100 pastors plus. Say, look, this is not a external practice or an external physical practice with a purely physiological effect. So they're basically saying, hey, you know what? This is a religion type thing and it can go all wrong. And they have the right to their opinion. I believe, again, yoga can be one of a couple of things. It can be certainly a Middle Eastern yoga religious exercise or it can just simply be a form of exercise. Oftentimes, though, the problem is when you do yoga, it can go sexual if you're not very, very careful as well. So be careful with all that. And again, why are we funding it in our government schools in the first place? I would ask. Judge orders lawyers to call biological boys girls or else. Now, I guess, uh, is facing a motion to remove himself on the case. Again, this is where judges just flat out need to be impeached. What on earth is a judge trying to force force lawyers to call biological boys girls? I mean, this is just insanity in our nation. No wonder we're experiencing absolute, you know, plague and 
natural disasters. And man, don't prophets foretell of this stuff, folks? Of course, I bring that up and then they say I'm a wacko religious zealot, right? See, these people are crazy, folks. By the way, a couple was married 61 years. What a phenomenal example. They die less than an hour apart, which I, th- I find endearing. I hope that happens to me and my wife if it worked out that way. But they say it's devastating. They die to the corona. So it's horrible. You know, when you're old, you can't die of anything. Well, anything's fine, just not the corona, I guess, is how it is, right? Corona, awful. If you died of old age or whatever, oh, no problem. If you die of, okay, it's just crazy. So to me, it's all how you, you know, what you focus on in the headline. Are you going to talk about, hey, couple, die, married 61 years, dies an hour apart? That used to be a great news story, but now they got the corona twist, so they throw down negative on that, too. The mainstream press is just depressing, folks. Wow, I think it's tremendous these folks were married for 61 years. I also, you know, kind of love the idea that the two lovers died an hour apart. What a wonderful example of true love. Marriage, the way God intended, and a man and a woman. And I mean, there's just everything right with the story. Now, they passed away, and it's sad we'll miss them. But let's celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the fact that they'll live again and be together. Wow. All right, looks like the car is staging a comeback, spurring oil's recovery. Yeah, we need cars, folks, rather than government transportation. It's interesting now, government transportation uh, is, you know, they used to call it all the rage. Now they're saying, oh, we don't want government transportation. Amen to that. It's part of the Communist Manifesto. Did you know that? It's also fascinating when education melts completely down. The only one that can stand up strong, bold, noble, independent is homeschool. Even the government schoolers are homeschooling right now, aren't they, ladies and gentlemen? Ooh, well, the real education folks, please stand up. All right. (laughs) They say bartering is back. When life gives you lemons, trade them for a neighbor's hand sanitizer. We ended on that note, and I kind of find it fascinating. I do believe in barter. I believe it's a wonderful way of trade, a wonderful way to get and exchange uh, services. Uh, and one of the, in my opinion, unsung heroes of the economy. Nevertheless, I bring this up because hand sanitizer. Folks, look, you know how they always tell you don't, don't, don't eat too many antibiotics or don't take too many antibiotics that overuse can cause, quote, super bugs or whatever. Man, this is going on big time with a hand sanitizer right now. It's everywhere. I mean, I went to the hospital to do a test. Remember I told you I got tested for the coronavirus antibodies and I do not have it and did not have it. They say it's all negative. Anyway, they made me do hand sanitizer like 10 times in the hospital and I was there like a half hour. Long story short, though, the overuse of hand sanitizer is going to do the same thing. It's going to breed super bugs. And pretty soon they're going to go, oh man, you can't use hand sanitizer all the time. It'll create super bugs. And then pretty soon they're going to be like, oh man, we shouldn't use masks all the time. They can create all kinds of other problems. Trust me, that's how science is. Always running around, forever learning, never finding the truth because they look in all the wrong places. They're looking for love in all the wrong places, right? I'm just telling you right now. All right, that's a recap of yesterday's broadcast. Still available at libertyroundtable.com. That's right, libertyroundtable.com or lovingliberty.net. And if you go to lovingliberty.net, download the incredible app for your iPhone and Android. You can listen to the radio live and on demand at your fingertips. Lovingliberty.net. Check that out. Meantime, Kurt's geared up. We're ready to go for hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. And it starts in mere seconds.
Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. I'd advise Mr. Trump to stop whining and go try to make his case to get votes. The press has created a rigged system. They even want to try and rig the election. Well, I tell you what, it, it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. And poisoned the mind of so many of our voters. At the polling booths, where so many cities are corrupt and voter fraud is all too common. And then they say, oh, there's no voter fraud in our country. I come from Chicago. So, so I want to be honest, it's not as if it's just Republicans who have monkeyed around with elections in the past. Sometimes Democrats have to. You know, whenever people are in power, they're, you know, they have this tendency to try to, you know, tilt things in their direction. There's no one. You start whining before the game's even over. Whenever things are going badly for you and, and you lose, you start blaming somebody else. Then you don't have what it takes to be in this job. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, Kirk Crosby's with me. Welcome, sir. Buenos dias. Greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. You're very welcome. Welcome to all the Spanish speakers, uh, although you better speak English except for the buenos dias or you won't get much from the program. Of course, I thought we might have Kurt start translating everything into Spanish every day. What do you think, Kurt? Oh, that should be a very a difficult while. task. Well, you yeah. can get it done, buddy. People do it all the time. All it takes yeah, is hard work. All you got to do is just fake it. And, you know, uh, anybody who doesn't speak Spanish thinks that, hey, it sounds just right. Yeah, you can dupe most of the nation, but you can't dupe them all, buddy. All right. Um,. A Liberty Roundtable listener emailed me with a pretty positive spin on something that I found worthy of discussion. A very encouraging development up here in Canada is the headline. And, uh, Kurt, I don't want to give this person's name because I, I, I want to give them credit, but I don't know. I don't think they want to be named. And so we'll just do it like that and say a listener from Canada gave us this piece. And it's a pretty interesting observation that I find delightful. And I would agree that my experience is really the same as this listener, Kurt. I agree, Sam. And uh, the head, well, let's see, you already said it says a very encouraging development here in Canada. Yeah, but well, it's good uh, to repeat that, though. Continues very encouraging on. developments uh, anywhere is good news. I, I kind of yeah. think so. 
The encouragement is kind of nice. Um, it says, I've been a listener to Patriot Radio for two decades. For most of that time, my fellow Canadians had never heard of the principles and precepts espoused on the radio, Patriot Radio show lineup. There was not even any point in talking further due to their lack of interest in learning more. But over the past year or so, more and more and more, I'm shocked in a very positive way to hear those principles and precepts and backup information that supports them being talked about by fellow citizens with no, puts that in, uh, you know, big letters, prompting from me. It's now like listening to callers to Patriot Radio up here, even just riding the local minibus service. Sorry, a little cough there. Uh, watching YouTube videos of Canadian anti-lockdown protests shows this newfound awareness clearly. What's especially interesting is that when I ask if someone is a listener to Patriot Radio, they have no idea what I'm talking about. So somehow, the huge body of information that supports the battle for truth, freedom, and justice is finding its way into the collective consciousness by multiple routes. Past the mainstream media who do their very best to suppress all reality. So very thankful to you, Lord, and Canadian patriots like Power Hour, Alternate host George Freud friend I don't know who that is somebody out of Toronto who is always on top of every issue Patriot Radio started it's a talk rolling show out of Toronto, and it's Kurt. now yeah I, I'm not aware uh, Patriot Radio started it rolling and it is now huge very good amen and, and the reason I want to bring this up though is look it is true that more and more Americans and and Canadians and, you know, people around the world, for that matter, are really waking up and starting to realize what's going on here. Okay? The evil of tyranny, the evil of communism, the evils of socialism, of fascism, of whatever, is starting to just rear its ugly head. And, and you know what? A lot of people didn't believe it because it was kind of like hidden in plain sight many times, or it was on the down low, or it didn't make it to the alternative news. It was only, you know, blacked out by the mainstream press, etc. And people just didn't get it. They just didn't you know, weren't able to put the dots together. They weren't able to see the forest through the trees kind of a discussion. And now more and more people are starting to go, wait a minute, whoa. And even people who I've talked to before, I'm like, hey, we ought to move somewhere and buy a bunch of land and, and live somewhere out in the country and, and, and create, I don't want to say a compound because it wouldn't be violent, but create a, a small community that would be constitutional. We can move to a small county and, and, and get a sheriff elected that would be a constitutional sheriff. We could do so many cool things. And, and everybody just kind of rolled their eyes and went, ah, Sam, whatever, buddy. But now people are like, Sam, you know what? Um, now that there's serious crisis going on, would be, you know, really interested in that. When it was just you talking, it wasn't of interest. But now, <laughs> and I, I'm really starting to see people wake up, too, uh, in a way that I really never saw before. So I agree with this listener, and it's tremendous news in my opinion, because this program has primarily been about just that, education, to help people understand the uh, severity of our situation, to really document where we are and say, look, we live in perilous times, and if we continue on the road we're on, we are going to have nothing but just heartache and trouble, and that's a very negative message, unless 
you pair it with the following. We live in the greatest country on the face of the earth. In America, we have the seeds for solutions. We don't need revolution. We can have a great, peaceful restoration if we, the people, just get together and insist on it. Polite, peaceful, by our greater numbers, insistence. And as we go about that, we need to realize the source of liberty and the author of our great constitution. I believe great men back in the day, the founding fathers were inspired from almighty God. And so as we return to the greatest country's principles, we return to the God that gave us those principles. And as we return to God, family and country, and as we protect life, liberty and property, and as we uh, use the checks and balances given to us and restore the greatest country on the face of the earth, you know, it's nothing but a positive message. It's not bad to to know where we are. You got to know where you are to know where you want to go. So it's, 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 it's important to point out, even though it's quite negative, you know what? We're in dire straits. We're in trouble, folks. At the same time, though, we need to point to the positive and say, hey, what can we do to bring that about? And in that, in my opinion, is the, the saving grace, if you will. It is turning to God. It is about family. So this idea, a very encouraging development here in Canada, and I would say and in the United States and worldwide, people waking up. People educated, people starting to say, whoa, this isn't what I signed up for. And then we got to make sure that when they find out how broken it is, we got to make sure that we don't just leave them there. That's what a lot of talk show hosts do that I've been very critical of in the past. What they'll do is they'll brief you on the problem and you know darn well what the problem is. But that's no good unless you tie that to real solutions. And that's where I really think Liberty Roundtable Live goes, where other talk show hosts oftentimes fail to go. I don't want to name names. There's a lot of good people doing a lot of great things, and I commend them. But I'm saying you can't connect the dots to all the problems without then providing solutions. Or you've left people with nowhere to go. You've left people in a discouraging state. Uh, And I believe wrongfully so. The answer is to tie it to the real solutions. So I'll give you an example. I criticize the Federal Reserve all the time. Okay. And somebody would say, well, Sam, what would you propose? And I would say honest money. Let's return to the constitutional currency that our supreme law demands and start there. They say, Sam, there's not enough gold and silver in the world. Fine. There is a cap on gold and silver in current availability. But remember, God can help us find more gold and silver, folks. So when we are wicked, God makes it hard to get a hold of gold and silver. It becomes scarce, if you will. When we obey God and do what he asks, then it's in abundance. Uh, Okay, God is the author of all we have. Let's start to recognize that. That's the reason that gold and silver currency is so important, is it relies upon God's money, not man's money. Honest weights and measures, not man's manipulated with added zeros weights and measures. See, honest money versus dishonest money. An asset-based economy versus a debt-based economy. An economy that's uh, not centrally controlled, right? An economy that is decentralized. Okay, that's what we're talking about. The free market versus government-controlled or manipulated markets. Okay, so I propose, and you would say, well, Sam, that's not a viable solution. We can't get there tomorrow. How do we get there? That's right. We don't get there tomorrow, and we don't crash the plane and melt down either. What we do is we slowly but surely but methodically take steps that will eventually put us back on the right track. Okay? When you crash your car, you don't just die if you're alive. When you crash your car, you say, well, let me extract myself first. 
Well, first, let me just flex my muscles and kind of see if anything's broken. Well, you know what? I think I can move. Then you yell out to those who are with you, hey, are you okay? Then you And you start to take these steps for recovery. That's what we can do with the economy, what we can do with honest money. So we first say, let's open up constitutional currencies, gold and silver, to compete with fake currencies, fiat. Well, in Utah, our buddy Larry Hilton, well-known attorney, has done just that. Uh, The right gold and silver coins are legal tender in Utah. And he's making that effort across the nation. This is what I'm talking about when we talk about solutions. All right, Michael Meharry with the Tenth Amendment Center has a very negative article, but it highlights some of the truth of where we are. I want to talk about it, because what we want to do is promote the contrast, promote the opposite uh, view. Government help is like breaking your legs and then giving you a wheelchair. Headline by Michael Meharry. All right, Kurt Crosby. Sam Bushman, live on your radio, breaking down our reality, but also focusing on solutions like nobody's business, folks. Government help, breaking your legs, but then giving you a wheelchair. Michael Meharry writes this article for the 10th Amendment Center. Let's break down some of it, Kurt, and talk about it, because I think he's on to something. Sounds very negative, but at the same time, Americans need to know right now, and Canadians and people around the world, do you want to look to government for all your problems? That's what we've been doing. And even people who normally traditionally don't look to government, they're like, by golly, we've got to look to government right now. It's just such a crisis. We have no choice. We normally don't believe in that. But, man, these are unparalleled, unparalleled unprecedented times we've got to. And Michael basically says, you know what? That's the wrong answer. And, boy, is he spot on, Kurt. Very good, Sam. Hey, one uh, other little comment on the previous one that we did. Uh, I'd like to throw in, uh, remember when uh, Ron Paul would say something like, well, when people would wonder why, uh, you know, why he had so many people showing up, he'd say, freedom is popular. And I guess it's just kind of like popular in Canada, popular all around the world. People kind of embrace freedom. They they want that, whether they're in a communist country or semi-communist or semi-socialist or they're whatever. They're starved they for it. That's freedom. without a doubt. That's right. Yeah. So anyway, this article, a headline reads, as you said, government help, colon, breaking your legs and giving you a wheelchair by Mike Mahari. Uh, says, uh, remember all of the government bailouts and stimulus in response to the 2008 financial crisis. I think they called that the Great Recession, if I remember right. Conservatives yeah, what are they calling this one? I don't know. Uh, COVID, my yeah. friend. It's because of the COVID. Everything is because of Very COVID. Good. Got it? Very good. The Tea Party movement grew out of worry about the impact of all of the stimulus, money printing, and the taxes they knew were coming down the pike. My, how things have changed in 12 short years, and with a Republican sitting in the Oval Office. Today, pretty much everybody supports the stimulus and bailouts gushing out of Washington, D.C. By the even way, though they not, dwarf, Liberty, not Liberty Roundtable Live. We're not. Right. Even though they dwarf 
anything imagined during the Obama administration. This is different, so we're told. Government policy set up the 2008 financial crisis, and a lot of bad actors got bailed out. The Obama stimulus undermined the free market. But now we're being told that you can't pin this economic meltdown on the government, but you can't blame anybody for coronavirus. This crisis really is too big for the free market to handle. Government needs to step in. But the truth is, big government set the stage for this economic meltdown, just like it set the stage for the 2008 financial crisis. This is a prime example of the government breaking your legs and then giving you a wheelchair. Don't let the irony got, get lost on you. Government intervention in the economy set things up for a crisis like this. Uh, now virtually everybody thinks we need the government because the free market can't handle a crisis like this. Even people who claim to favor free markets are pushing for the bailouts. A healthy economy could weather the coronavirus. In a truly free market, businesses and consumers would have savings. These government shutdowns would stress a healthy economy, but they wouldn't kill it. But we don't have a free market. We have a central bank that manipulates interest rates and a bloated government that taxes, borrows, and spends us into oblivion. As a result, the United States went into the coronavirus pandemic with a bubble economy built on a mountain of debt. By holding interest rates at artificially low levels for more than a decade after the 2008 financial crisis, the Federal Reserve incentivized borrowing. As a result, consumer debt, corporate debt, and the national debt were all at record levels before COVID-19 reared its ugly head. Meanwhile, the federal government was already spending trillions of dollars to prop up the economy. The Trump administration was on track to run a $1 trillion budget deficit in 2020 before the pandemic. This is the kind of budget deficit one would expect to see during the a major economic downturn. The federal government has only run deficits over $1 trillion in four fiscal years, all during the Great Recession. There's that word. The current Congress and the Trump administration were approaching that number before the pandemic, despite having what Trump kept calling the greatest economy in the history of America. The Fed facilitates this deficit spending by monetizing the debt, buying U.S. Treasury bonds on the open market with money created out of thin air. Without the Fed backstopping the financial system and effectively printing money, the U.S. government wouldn't have the ability to borrow and spend as it does. Meanwhile, the tax burden necessary to sustain big government spending policies uh, stresses family and corporate budgets to the breaking point. When people have to hand a big percentage of their income to the tax man, it becomes that much more difficult to save for a rainy day or a government shutdown of the economy. And why save when you can borrow? Artificially low interest rates make it easy to borrow and pointless to save. You get no return on your savings. 
might as well borrow and spend now. This is well and good until the economy hits a bump in the road like the coronavirus pandemic, suddenly have no income, no savings, and a massive pile of debt. It doesn't yeah, and based on the Hegelian dialectic, there's only one answer, which is turn to more government. The article goes on. It's really long. It's really, really good. I think he's spot on. We're going to post it at libertyroundtable.com. But he's highlighting exactly what I'm saying. It goes straight to the economy, and it goes straight to honest money versus dishonest money. And then it goes straight to the situation where when you put people in a bind because they're depending on a debt-based economy, and they're depending on the government manipulation of the markets as opposed to the free markets— then the only answer is more government. Okay. Now, Nancy Pelosi running around saying Donald Trump, President Trump is morbidly obese. That's USA Today. But Sam Bushman on Liberty Roundtable Live says government is morbidly obese, Kurt. Well, there's That's enough what I'm fat to go around. <laughs> but, but I think this is critical. And this is where we point to the solutions, though. What is Michael Meharry's solutions? Does he, does he have solutions there? I think he does kind of sewn into his article. You've got to point them out. He's proposing that we reject the centralized government banking system. He's proposing that we basically let the free market reign. Uh, and he's basically saying we need to do the opposite of what we're doing right now, right? Well, it's interesting. I was thinking about the, uh, you know, the solutions that the free market um, provides. And uh, as you said, uh, you know, the... I mean, you think about uh, the stories we've seen in the past. Remember when uh, New Orleans got nailed by, what was it, Katrina? And then, uh, you know, kind of a story similar, in my opinion, that was about like North Dakota when it got nailed by some massive snowstorm. Uh, the guys in New Orleans, uh, you know, got in the a Superdome and just waited for the federal government to come and save them and in the, uh, you know, FEMA and all their crowd. Or and by the way, while they were waiting in the Superdome, it was flat everything. out mayhem in there, Kurt. Right. Uh, and then the guys in North Dakota were like, well, we'll take care of this. I mean, we got food in the cellar and we got, uh, you know, beef in the freezer and we, you know, we'll just dig ourselves out and we'll just move on forward. Yeah, and they said you know, that in Alabama, uh, too. Alabama got nailed by, I think, um, point. a hurricane or whatever else it was, or maybe it was a tornado. Can't remember. Anyway, and the people in Alabama literally had their organization all squared away. They got the radio stations involved. Local towns were, you know, people were calling in the radio station going, hey, somebody needs a generator over here. There's a person that can't breathe and they need electricity for their uh, oxygen, you know. Um, then somebody else is like, hey, we need somebody else over here. If there's any volunteers, we need to, you know, shovel this out or put sandbag this because of the flooding that's occurred. And we need to and they were literally coordinating and somebody else is like, hey, does anybody else have a filter for this device? We really need to get this device up and running, but we can't without a filter. And and they literally used every element of churches and radio and coordinative efforts to really, and the towns rallied together. They literally had their act together, Kurt, before the government even was able to respond. It was incredible. So this is the kind of stuff that we see for solutions. And I know people are like, oh, man, you guys are just too naive. You guys just don't get it. You guys just think everything is just Pollyanna. No, we don't. We realize it's really rough. But we also know where the solutions are. Okay, private sector, non profit organizations and charitable organizations and churches 
and good people, you know, loving your neighbor as yourself, the free markets, honest money. Anyway, I commend Michael Meharry for pointing that out. And Nancy Pelosi, shame on you for calling the president of the United States morbidly obese. We could talk about you, but we'll choose to hold the moral high ground and refrain. At the same time, Sam Bushman, Liberty Roundtable Live, says government is certainly morbidly obese. Can we all agree on that? Hi, I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999, text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999, or go to DefendAPatriot.com, DefendAPatriot.com. Dad, can you make him stop? Honey, he needs to practice. He's been at it an hour. Well, just trying to be patient. Dad, it sounds like a cat calling for help or something. Worse, a basement full of cats. Yeah. You know, hon, it is a little hard on the ears. Not you, too. Well, maybe we can all play a game. Andrew, do you want to play a board game? Uh, how about we watch a video? Hide and seek? Oh, I don't know. I give up. Maybe we could all just sneak out of the house. Honey, he's nine years old. We can't leave him home alone. Man. We can make him practice with a sock. Well, I guess we'll have to get some ice cream. Did I hear someone say ice cream? Family, isn't it about time? Oh, I see the practice hasn't hurt your ears. Well, I'm a serious musician. Funny that you never seem to get better on that thing. Works every time. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hey, uh, where did all these cats come from? Everybody's talking. Thanks for listening. You know, we got into radio 25 plus years ago, and one of the first slogans that Kurt came up with was exactly that. Everybody's talking. Thanks for listening. And by the way, it couldn't be more true 25 plus years later as we celebrate solutions on your radio, Kurt. Very good. Yeah, I like that. All right. I hey, like Kurt, do you know who she, Jin Lee, is, Kurt? Well, I can spell it for you. Probably somebody from China. Okay. Is that she? Well, that's probably good shit. Good kind of redneck. I don't know. I'd say that's shy, but yeah. Hey, Z H E N G L I. Is that Xing Li? Xing Li. Anyway, this lady, uh, you probably don't know her, but she's a doctor in China, Kurt. She's also yeah. known as China's Batwoman, right? Uh-huh. And I guess she was worried because her creation, a highly infectious coronavirus, 
Well, that dude had leaked from her lab in October, and she was covering it up feverishly, and then the communist government jumped in and helped her cover it up big time. They destroyed all the samples in the lab, and it went on and on and on and on. Now, note that they said it kind of happened back in October, way before others are claiming it, just like I've been telling you. It's been going on since last fall. Everybody says I'm nuts, and they say you lack proof and data, Sam, and then I kind of remind them about the data they have to argue the other side, and they just go, well, in the absence of data, we're correct, and I don't see how you say that because that's not scientific in nature nevertheless they want to claim they're right so you leave them be because you'll never change a man with his opinion because he'll leave with his opinion still right nevertheless the reality is this lady um dr shi jingli um well our buddy stephen w mosher from pop org Population Research Institute, is a China expert. He's been writing about this. He's been researching it until the cows come home. Curtin, he has a question in his latest article that I thought was worthy of discussion. Here's what it says. Was the coronavirus created by Batwoman? I'm sorry, Chinese scientist who tried to cover her tracks and failed? So was this virus created by this lady who then let it leak out of the lab by mistake and, and, and they failed? And, and Okay, is that how it all happened? And I don't know if Stephen Mosher is correct on this, Kurt, but I know this. We're getting more and more and more evidence that it was man-made or man-manipulated or man-leaked or man-something. In this case, I guess, woman, woman, right? Nevertheless, uh, Stephen Mosher digging into this quite a bit and has a pretty bold statement, right? He literally documents that she was worried that she covered it up, that there's evidence that China has been covering up the tracks. The WHO or WHO has been, World Health Organization has been doubling down in defense of China. Donald's mad about it. No one's telling you the truth in the American media. But really, was the coronavirus created by a Chinese scientist who, you know, tried to cover their tracks and failed? It's a fair open question that Stephen Mosher of Pop.org has got, Kurt. And I have a lot of confidence in Stephen. I've watched him over the last 25 plus years. And I'm telling you, his research is pretty stellar, Kurt. He does a great job standing around the world, uh, standing up around the world for pro-life and uh, to defend women truly, uh, to make a difference. Anyway, it's very, very interesting question. Any, any thoughts or input on that one? What's so amazing, too, is you can find all the different kinds of pop there. I mean, you got pop dot. Well, I mean, you know, you mix your pops all up, soda pop, all that kind of thing. No, seriously, ladies and gentlemen, like Sam said, this guy, he's been there forever and he keeps bringing good stuff to the table doesn't he sam yeah and his research is stellar his he's not uh given to extremes uh he's been well known he's world traveled he's a china expert he has been for a long time and you know i don't know the truth about the coronavirus where it really originated from i do believe and i'm convinced that it that it's been around a lot longer than we're told we kind of believe oh man on february whatever that or you know march whatever it just kind of cranked up and everybody's dying now i believe it's been around for months i believe it's just taken quite some time to spread through the populations around the world and somebody would say well sam why weren't people just dying earlier well folks people aren't really dying now hardly you would say what sam you know, around the world, there's like, I don't know how many deaths, 300,000 deaths, and almost 100,000 of them are in America, Sam. And my response is that's only when they start adding up all these different cases, like these supposed viruses and supposed deaths caused by corona. And Okay? In the United States alone, you know what? Deborah, um, what's her name? Not Brooks. It's Deborah Burks. Bur yes, sir. 
basically said that, you know what, we've inflated the cases by 25%. And in one state, they got sued. And the documents came out, and they had to, you know, reduce it 25, 23%, I think, in that case. So, you know what, so if we have 100,000 deaths, now you drop it to 75,000. And you say 75,000 deaths in a country that's got 330 million people isn't really that many deaths. Now, I get it that it's a bad virus, and I get that some people are dying, but this idea that everybody's just dying everywhere isn't even close to true. Okay, and so we we literally manipulate our way into this discussion. Uh, But I believe that the coronavirus has been around for a long time. Look, 80-plus percent of the people... Don't even know to go to the hospital. They just get kind of sick and go, oh, that was horrible. Most of the people don't go to the hospital, aren't super sick. It is not a meltdown. 80 plus percent. Okay. And even those who do go to the hospital, most of them go to the hospital, get some hydration fluids, get a few other things. And before you know it, they get released. It's only the very few, the elderly, the underlying conditions, those circumstances where there's real problems uh, with rare exception. Now you can find an exception. I know. But for the most part, you get 25-plus percent of the people, 30-plus percent of the people that don't even have any symptoms at all. Zero. Okay, and so you look at that and you go, it's easy in October for it to start to spread. And unless it gets into those vulnerable populations, it won't create a bunch of deaths. And you would say, well, Sam, wouldn't it have got into those you know, populations way earlier? No, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Anyway, it's a very interesting discussion, but I bring it up because Stephen Mosher is asking a very important question. Larry Klayman literally suing China over this very same topic, Kurt. Donald Trump was blaming China. Now he's backed off that claim a little bit. Now he's saying, well, I think China is responsible. I'm super disappointed in them, but I'm not going to expect them to, <clears throat> I don't know, have repercussions or pay or whatever else about it. Um, anyway, this woman, very strange. Uh, Xi Jinli, or whatever her name is, doctor, known as China's Batwoman, was she worried and really covered this up after she leaked this thing? I don't know that we'll ever get the definitive proof on this, but man, it's sure a scary contemplation uh, to think through all that. By the way, Tony Perkins of Family Research Council doing a great job. He just wrote an article called Pro-Life Means Pro-Woman. And he talks about him being involved for the last 30, 40 years in politics. And he first got involved because of the pro-life movement. And it's just branched out from there. The wonderful work, the Family Research Council and the American Family Association and the Family, uh, I'm sorry, Liberty Council and all these different family groups have sprung up uh, to defend pro-life. And then to defend, you know, Christian principles. They're doing a phenomenal job. And Tony Perkins talks about this pro-life means pro-woman, and he kind of breaks that down and everything else, and here's the point. Even though the coronavirus is going on right now, Kurt, the abortion people have taken off the gloves, and they're just trying to do mass murder as an essential service in the coronavirus you know, lockdown. And Tony Perkins and others are boldly, nobly, and standing up and saying, wait a minute, of all the times we should be rejecting abortion, it's now. It's elective 90% of the time by nature, and it should not be happening. Anyway, there's a bold stance to back pro-life even now, Kurt, when hardly anybody else is focused on it. Um, These guys at the Family Research Council, Tony Perkins and others, uh, are doubling down in defense of it. Now, they do a radio program called Washington Watch, which we carry on this radio network, LibertyNewsRadio.com, LovingLiberty.net. 
on the two companion networks working together. We cover that show because it's so good. Tony Perkins and, and crew are doing a phenomenal job at Washington Watch. Anyway, I bring this up because we need to really promote the pro-life stance whenever we get the opportunity. And so I saw his column and just thought, man, i got to double down and remind the people of how important pro-life is. And I basically said when the Republicans took power back <clears throat> several years ago, you know what, now's the time. If you want to back a certain cause, it is the pro-life cause. And we better do it now. We better be bold. We better stand up uh, and be counted. And um, so anyway, uh, good for Tony Perkins and crew. Kurt wants to talk about a judge. I guess it's an accurate depiction of abortion is sickening and horrific. Kurt? That's a great point, Sam. And yeah, in this case, uh, this um, particular judge uh, was basically saying that uh, abortion's so bad and things like that, we can't really put it on, uh, you know, have it have it um, its description available to people, and and yet, you know, we continue to see it done in America and the world uh, on a regular basis. Isn't that right? Yeah, and it continues. Um, so the headline says, Judge, quote, accurate depiction of abortion is sickening and horrific. And that's why it's got to be banned. And then listen, it's impossible to disentangle the distressing or image from the reality that it shows. In other words, you know, the truth about abortion is so sickening that man you just can't show it because then people will know what it really is about is the point right Kurt right it's a world at daily piece and uh, you know the judge is right but he's using the this thing uh, to say hey this is why you can't uh, put well, this he's on, right in uh, the sense that he's know. saying it's so horrific that you can't disentangle the reality from what's going on he's right about that fact he's yeah. wrong about and that then, you got to block the depictions of this so that people don't know the truth though this guy's in the United Kingdom, and uh, I guess the city there wanted to ban it. And so the judge says, yeah, you can ban it because it's, uh, you know, bad stuff. Well, it's just too graphic, too intense. I mean, it just shocks yeah. your emotions and stuff. So what we got to do is ban it so the people don't know about the horrific murder taking place everywhere. And this is a worldwide discussion for pro-life, Kurt. Always has been, always will be. And the reason that I bring it up on the heels of the Stephen Mosher example is because that's one of his biggest things at the Population Research Institute. He believes that they're using abortion uh, for um, population control. And he's researched this around the world. And uh, when we talk about pro-life means pro-woman, Tony Perkins doing a great job at Family Research Council. Then we talk about this judge highlighting the reality here. The judge is wrong about banning this because the more we can have people realize how evil and horrific the practice really is, in my opinion, the greater chance that we will uh, be able to solve it, if you will. Anyway, I thought that was worthy uh, of discussing. To end this hour, Texas businesses defy coronavirus shutdown. Governor allows more businesses to reopen after hardcore pushback. If they want to take me to jail again, I'm not closing. That's a good news piece, in my opinion, folks. We have got to open up our society and leave it to businesses and individuals who are free to make these decisions. 
All right, hour one on the can. Hour two coming up. We got a bunch of hard hitting talk coming your way. Kurt Crosby, Sam Bushman. The goal is to promote God, family, and country and tie the difficulties we face in America to the solutions that our founding fathers understood and laid the groundwork for solutions regarding. There's hope, folks. Never forget it. We, the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore America. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.